Shopee and I have discussed this individually and have our own opinions about it, but... um, I thought we agreed. Yeah. We didn't like it. Yeah, it's not good. (laughs) (laughs) It's not good. Um, It doesn't slap and it needs some kind of excitement because, like, it was nothing. (laughs) Like, it was literally nothing. It was a few lines and an interesting flow. But other than that, it was nothing special. So um, I'm intrigued. Hello guys and welcome to a new episode of Don't Let The Stands. This is season 6 episode 9 and you're here today with your host Ease McKenzie and and as it's kind of been a running theme for the last few weeks we're missing a member as you can imagine it's been a tough time because of COVID and everything but we're here us two and we're going to leave this extra space for you guys so listeners how are you guys today as we did last time we want to hear how you're doing so please feel free to join the conversation at DATSPOD let us know how you're feeling, if you've had something to eat, if what music you're listening to, any of those conversations we're happy to have. Just before we jump into the episode, I just want to kind of green light and shed some spotlight on a situation that's going on in India at the moment. So as you can imagine, you probably read in the news, there are a few issues going on with a um, Indian um, variant of the COVID um, virus going around and um, hospitals are full. And there are quite a few things going on at the moment, which is causing a lot of Indian people to suffer as a result. So um, what I thought would be good is if we kind of direct you to a website where you can look at some charities. And if you have any money to spare, there is no pressure whatsoever. We know it's tough out there right now. Still like loads of jobs being lost and everything. But if you have any money to spare, there are quite a few charities you can send some money to. So what we'll do um we'll try and remember to this if we don't just send us a note and we'll do it in the bio um but we'll put a link to an article that talks about some of the charities you can send money to but just to name some of them off the top there's give india and this um, charity essentially gives oxygen cylinders and ventilators to hospitals to help people who are struggling with respiratory issues due to covid Uh, there's goonj rahat covid 2021 and this focuses on neglected communities within um, the, the Indian diaspora. So this is um, artisans, transgender, um, the transgender community, sex workers, and more. And then last and foremost, um, you can look at the Kausa Aid. There's quite a few, but if you look in the articles we'll put in the description, we would love if you were able to help in any way whatsoever. Um, we are sending our prayers to India right now, and we know it is a tough time, but we hope they pull through. Um, but we just wanted to put that in the beginning and um, let us know if you are doing anything to help with this kind of crisis. We'd love to spotlight it and kind of direct you towards websites or um, Instagram pages. Um, we would have to check for legitimacy and stuff like that for obvious reasons, but um, we'll be happy to kind of help out in any way that we can. Um, cool. So that is the introduction. We'll move on to how we're doing. So Shope, I haven't spoken to you on the podcast in over a week. How are you doing? Um I'm very tired and very drained, but I am definitely, my brain has more breathing space than it's had in a very long time. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, as I mentioned last episode, Chope has been away working on his articles. I know he doesn't really big himself up, so I'm going to do it for him. He's been doing a lot of work interviewing some amazing artists. Am I allowed to say who, Chope? You can say the one that's already dropped. 
It's not the other two. I'll let you say it because I don't want to get in trouble for saying the wrong <laughs> thing. So. Um. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So. Um. I don't know who I thought I was to. Um, write three articles at once while holding down a full-time job, which in itself is very um, demanding mm-hmm. and stressful, and then doing a podcast. I don't know who I thought I was, but I've learned my lesson. You should never, never doing this again. So these those have been blessings but banes of my life for the last two months or so. <laughs> and um, the first of those came out last Friday. Um, Rochelle Jordan... Um, an artist who I've loved for a very long time. She actually will be one of my listeners, so I'll, I'll go into her in detail in a sec. And then, yes, there are two others um, which will be coming out in the coming weeks. One should be next week, actually. Um, and, um, yeah, as, so that's just been, yeah, if, for the last six to eight weeks, my mind has been frazzled with writing, work, the podcast, the responsibilities of <laughs> living on your own, <laughs> and so yeah. So I'm like I, and I even feel now that now that I've they're all done, I feel like my body. I can feel my body literally like giving out because it's like I've not been able to really. I've definitely been um, poor with lack of sleep and lack of rest and even just mental space. Mm. So yeah, this is the first weekend I've had. I've not had to think about anything other than just my day job and and the show. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I am I definitely will be sleeping a lot this coming, in this weekend. Yeah. And, and even just in general, even just the next, like, months going on, I'm, like, I'm definitely slowing down a little bit, mm. to be honest. Yeah. And I think it's appreciated that you're here because you've been very busy. I know you're part of the podcast and everything, but... I'm, I I know when it's just us to you say I like to do pseudo therapist, <laughs> but I just want to say that it's great to see that you're doing all this work at the moment. I think it's um something that we discussed a lot last season and the seasons before that was kind of the amount of work you and Nick were going through. So um, to see you guys continue on this path and continue to do the work in um, your respective fields is amazing. And the work just seems to get better and better and the artists seem to get more and more kind of... Um, uh what's the word i'm looking for um celebrated i think that's the right word um but yeah that's great and glad to hear that shopping um and hopefully you get to rest after this um me so uh this week was interesting um unlike shopping nick i wasn't interviewing any any artist this week um i finished the book that i was talking about so karma um well i finished the majority of it um the third part is kind of just questions and answers Um, But like I said, anyone who kind of wants to read a book at the moment that is talking about ways you can change the cycles of your life, read Karma by Sadhguru. Um, And as a result, I've taken up yoga. So I bought a yoga mat recently and um, I'm trying something called Kriya Yoga, which is meditation based. But um, there are some exercises I've seen online and it's all about kind of changing the karmic patterns of your life. Um, It sounds way more complicated than I'm making it sound wait no it sounds more simpler than I'm making it sound sorry um but in actuality all it is is it's changing the patterns in your life and the cycles um to make sure that it's more in line with the type of lifestyle you want to live so if you are intrigued in any of the things I've said sad guru karma is the book to check out um again we're not getting paid by this this is not an advertisement or anything but like I said last time I wish we were um other than that today I am tired I am tired. It has been a very busy week work-wise. 
but also like I said to Sharpe, therapy yesterday was a very interesting conversation. So um, I think it's about bouncing back. Um, but like I said, listeners, we don't have a third co-host this episode. So if you are, f- if you want to have a conversation with us and you want to let us know how your week has been, or even this present moment as you're listening to this, feel free to send us a message at Don't Alert the Stand. So D-A-T-S-P-O-D, all social medias. Um, and just let us know how you're doing. We genuinely care because you spend a lot of time listening to us. So um, let us know. Um, I think that's it in terms of me. Um, I think I'm just going to leave it at that and we'll just jump straight into the music section. So Chope, do your thing, man. Right. So we are going to get into the listens this week. And um, I guess I have quite a few. I don't know where I'm going to start, but um, let's start with um, the UK. So um, I tweeted it from the account, I think, two days ago, but... um, I am just utterly, utterly, utterly excited for what Little Sims is going to give us with this next album. Um, She's dropped two amazing singles um, in the last few weeks. Most recently, I think on Wednesday or Thursday, called Woman, reaching Cleo Soul. She reached another song called Introvert a few weeks back. And I'm in love with both of them. They are both incredible songs. The videos as well, the accompanying videos are just so well-directed and so well-crafted and so well-shot. And I don't know, I just have a strong feeling, I have a strong feeling in my shendo that she's about to really just give us some some brilliance in your this shendo. year. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I just don't know. Like I, So yeah, I, I've just loved, been loving these two new singles. But, and as a result of that, um, even before this week, but even I think just since the first thing we talked about, I've been just listening to a lot of her old stuff recently and just really just... Um, reclamating with how dope she's always been and how she's, if anything, getting better, which is rare to say that. I really think that she's, every project has been better than the last. Like, what was the about that EP she put out last year? Might bang, might not. I've been listening to that as well quite a bit, but also I can't just, you know, forget my favourite, favourite project of hers. Let me just confirm that was correct. Sorry, <laughs> it's called Drop Six. That was the name of the EP, but the first song is called Might Bang, Might Not. But um, but my favourite project of hers, which I've been playing quite a bit, is Stillness in Wonderland, her amazing album from 2017. So I've definitely been on a little Sims flex these last few weeks, but definitely this week as well, because of the, I just love, love the new single. I've played it like a hundred times in the last few days already. Her and Cleo Soul just have a great chemistry together. Whenever they work together, it's always a great song. And like I said, I just, I'm just, I'm just so excited. Like, I don't know. I just, yeah, I just have a strong feeling that we're going to get something special with this. And not just in terms of the music, but also visually too. Because like I said, these videos, she's outdone herself with the videos both times round. And I'm just loving everything she she's doing. And I'm, and I'm starting to see that, I feel like others are starting to, give her that same love like I'm starting to get she's getting a bit more mainstream looks and a bit more attention than she's had in the past I'm loving that and not saying that she's to chart or whatever to be valuable but it's just nice to see that there's some sort of an anchor this go around and that hasn't really been there in the past so I'm really really excited but please guys check out her new single Woman featuring Clear Soul and the other song Introvert which came out a few weeks ago and just if you haven't already just check out Lil Sims period like Definitely one of, I think Eden will reach, she's one of the best talents we have in yep. this country. Amazing, amazing rapper, amazing artist. So that's her. Um, secondly, I revisited, well not revisited, just kind of a revisit, but also kind of a something new. So um, one of my favourite white women, Jojo, um, she did an anniversary show for her album called Good To Know, which came out a year ago at some point this week. 
And so I watched that and obviously I enjoyed the show. Great vocals as always. And, and it's just like, ugh, this woman, she's just forever one of my faves. I just love, love, love JoJo. But it made me now finally check out the deluxe edition because there was, as always, too much music comes out. But she actually did release a deluxe version of the album, I think last summer. So I think about four months after the original album. So there's like eight new songs in there. And I'd heard, I'd heard them in passing, but I don't really listen to them because I just had been too busy. So I finally actually, so I was, in addition to actually playing the album itself, good to know, I finally went back and really just checked out the newer songs. So, and once again, really, really great, great songs. It just kind of reaffirms that she definitely had, whether you guys know it or not, she had one of the best albums of last year. She really did. And these new, these new songs were really good. There's a song in here called um, um, Kiss, beautiful song, great R&B mid-tempo, a duet with Tanache on here called Love Reggae. There's a song in here called What You Need, which has a really great, like, I don't know how to describe it. We kind of got like this mid-2000s kind of like Brian Michael Cox, John T. Austin kind of vibe. Really, really, really great song. And and I just always just have a massive joy when I speak about her because when I just think about what she's been through, what she's had to, un- to, had to undergo to get to this point and the fact that she's still making good music and still singing her ass off and then just growing, just growing as an artist. Like, she really has come a long way since that 13-year-old girl we met on Leave Out. And she's really a woman now, and an artist now, and a songwriter now. And yeah, and even just even the other songs from the original album, so Think About You, Gold, So Bad, Lonely Hearts. Oh, by the way, the Demi Lovato remix, we do not need it. You can stay over there. Um, did not need Demi Lovato on that song. Thank you very much. Um, her shy can stay somewhere else. Anyway. Um, yeah, so yeah, just mad love to Jojo, man. Just mad love to Jojo. And if you haven't checked it out, it's on YouTube. She did like a 40 minute set um, just celebrating the one year anniversary. It actually covered SWV's Reign, which was really great as well. So yeah, just mad love to Jojo. And then next up, um, I'm going to go to Tank. So yesterday I tweeted from the account that he, I was surprised to see he did L Magazine Song Association game. And I was so happy because, because I'm like, Tank is someone who definitely does not get the love and praise that he deserves, even though this man can sing 90% of men under the table. That man sings, 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 and sings. And then also his pen game is ridiculous. Like, in terms of the music he's done for himself, the artists he's written for, Jennifer Hudson, Amarion, Chris Brown, Kelly Rowland, like, these songs are for great people as well. But, so after watching that, and he killed it, obviously, I'm playing piano and all, um, I just like had a bit of a tank vibe yesterday when I was doing my day of capitalism, and I just want to like just highlight certain songs. Um, so if that's what it takes, that was from his stronger album from two thousand fourteen. Eden, I think you will like the song actually. It's just a very meditative, slightly jazz influenced ballad. Great, great, great lyrics, great storytelling, and just such an impassioned vocal performance. And my issue with Tank is, even though as much as great as I think he is, I do think, not even just his label, I think he tries to chase the young boys and tries to chase the hits. And it's just like, I know we're doing ageism, but like, you're just not them. You know what I mean? Like, I definitely feel like he tries to come for like the Chris Brown lane and like the, whoever these, these young people are these days. That were, I don't know, you know. You know who I mean. <laughs> the Trey songs, the Jeremiah, the, like he tries to just, and he's just like, this is not you. It's just like, you have a lane, you're a great artist. Like, he just kind of puts out these cheap songs that sometimes like, why is it so above you? But then 
you will have these great songs that he just won't put out like this, if that's what it takes. And a great song. And I said, if I was a single, that would have definitely been nominated for a Best Traditional Army Performance Grammy. You should have definitely pushed that song. So I want to shout out to that song. And then on the Chris Brown tip, him and Chris Brown have like a good seven songs together and every one of them backs. Every time they work together, it's amazing. And I want to shout out Foreplay from his 2010 album, Now or Never. Great, great, great song. Then I also, speaking of Jojo, Jojo was featured on his last album, Elevation, Somebody Else, and one of my favourite songs from that year, and probably one of my favourite songs by Tank ever. It's just an amazing, 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 amazing song. Him and Jojo sound so good together. And once again, why didn't this a single? Why wasn't this push? But no, I'm going to push the Trappy song. I just... Ugh. So, like, Tank, do better with your single choices. Like, I know, like, I get it, but... Know who you are, know your lane, know who you put to the table. I, I kind of get that insecurity from him about not being the big, big star. It's like, yeah, but everyone has their lane. We all have things off to the table. I just wanted to, I really wanted to stop chasing that. But he, he doesn't listen to me, but because even his last album, there's just a few songs in there, which which aren't even bad, by the way. Not even bad songs, but just like, you're just, you're better than this. You know what I mean? You're better than this. And then I want to shout out Already in Love. Like I said, we're gonna, it's, respect Tank, guys. Respect Tank today, okay? Is he included in the Respect Tank Legends <laughs> So already... Because I feel like you, he you hedged. You didn't say Respect Legend. you said Respect Tank. No. No. Um, a veteran who deserves more flowers? Yes, but a legend he is not. No. But a veteran who's been in the game for a long time, who deserves way more attention and praise than he, than he gets. And he has a catalogue that's better than, mm. than most of his contemporaries. <laughs> Um, sex and, and saying that Sex, Love and Pain Classic album You haven't heard that We do with a life Classic album um, So I shout out Already in Love Featuring Sean Stockman From Boys to Men Once again mm. Another song like Why wasn't this pushed? Great mm. That song is a mm. banger Okay Now you don't, If you don't do anything This week listeners Play Tank of Sean Stockman Already in Love Bang it And I'm going to end The Tank thing On Harry. So as you know, guys know he did, he made an album with Tyrese and Genuine in 2013 called Three Kings. But amazing album, one of the best albums that year. I even went to go see them live at Hampstead Apollo. Three, three great singers, performers, just great show, great show, great show. Hurry is probably my favorite song on that album. Such a such a dope song. It's got like a bit of a, a temptations, four tops kind of feel, but it's more contemporary. She pushed it. Should have been a single. So yeah, man. Tank. You know, respect him. Know him. Great singer. Great artist. Great writer. And I'm going to end this my recognitions with Rochelle Jordan. So as I said, as Eden introduced, I um, I interviewed her. Um, and the interview is now out on Nation of Billions. Please have a read when you have a chance. But um, I have to just shout out the album itself. So she released her first album in seven years called Play With The Changes. And this is not... Um, an exaggeration, it's not hyperbole, I'm not guessing. It would definitely be, when all said and done, one of the best albums of the year. I'm, I know it already. And as someone who's had, who's been blessed to have the album since February, it only just came out last week, but I've been blessed to have it in my <laughs> in my life for about two and a half months already. It's just, it's just, it's just impeccable. It's an impeccable body of work short and sweet only 12 songs but it's so damn good and the fact that it's so different from if you guys know her so she's been around since about 2009 um 
So when the alternative army movement was starting in Toronto with the weekend and Drake had partnered the door and Forty Elangelo, she was in there too. She was in that cluster of artists too. She has shaped a lot of what we hear in R&B today. A lot of what we hear in a lot of these new girls is owed to her. And this new sound is very different. It's a tribute to her British roots. So she was born and raised in High Wycombe until she was like six years old. And this album, it's very much like it's electronic. It's house, it's drum and bass, it's jungle. But it's not so left to the point where it's like unrecognisable. Like at the core of it, it's still soulful. It's still got those R&B vibes that we love about her. But it's... It's very different. It's very, but saying that, well, you know, I think it's actually her best work, strangely enough. And considering how much I loved all her old shit, like Rojo and Pressure and 1021 and, you know, these great songs. By the way, like, check her old stuff out too. She is truly one of the best R&B artists of the last 15 years. One of the best. But, um, and I respect her because if you read my interview, you'll see why she didn't, reach the heights of some of some of the others like a Janae or a Frank or a Miguel we spoke about that in our interview but um play the changes guys like I mean it like I mean it emphatically honestly one of the best albums that you're gonna hear this year and you're doing a disservice to yourself if you have not heard it yet by all means check it out and if you don't even like this album go and check out her old stuff because her old stuff was amazing even just listening now in 2021, like, the stuff she was doing in 2012 or 2009, just ahead, ahead. Um, and shout out to her, too, because she showed me mad love when the interview came out. She left me a nice comment on my Instagram. Um, and her producer, Clash, showed me mad, mad love, mad, mad love. Like, he screenshotted, like, many paragraphs and put it on Twitter and everything. Like, this guy's telling the truth. I was like, this is such an honour. Because I'm such a big fan of what they've been doing and I've been supporting them for so long. So and also just to see her get her get her flowers now. Like I said, she's been getting pitchfork and the guardian now. And I'm like, yes, come on. People are starting to get it. And I'm even now seeing people who didn't know who she was before this album start to check her out now. And I'm really happy about that because I really think she deserves it. And this album was worth the wait. Because I remember thinking, where has she gone? It's been so long. But it's it was definitely worth the wait. And greatness can't be rushed. She has been through a lot. Um, she had um, very, very debilitating bouts with depression and anxiety. And this album is ultimately a project of triumph and celebration, ultimately. And yeah, that's it. So those are my listeners for the week. I'm just going to um, say them again. Little Sims Woman, Little Sims Introvert, JoJo's Good to Know, the Deluxe Edition, um, Tanks, catalog <laughs> pretty much thanks catalog but i gave you some songs if that's what it takes hurry somebody else already in love for play and then rochelle jordan play with the changes eden mckenzie got out all right cool um so jumping in um i'm going to talk about james fontleroy so i was having a conversation with shoppe literally just before this podcast and i was like what happened to james fontleroy went to his profile and i saw that he dropped um or he re-released moaning which was a song that I could only ever find on YouTube, I think, not even SoundCloud. Um, and he's just re-released it on on Spotify. So go check that out if you can. Beautiful guitar, beautiful lyrics, beautiful singing. He's an amazing artist. And kind of, just to give you a bit of a background of who he is, so James Fauntleroy has written for the majority of your favourite artists. So to kind of reel them off, Frank Ocean, Kendrick Lamar, Drake, J. Cole, Big Sean, Jay-Z, Bruno Mars, Beyonce, Rihanna, Justin Timberlake, all of these artists 
have had songs written by James Everyone. Kevin, right? And to kind of quote some of the albums he's written on, he wrote four tracks on Rihanna's Anti. He wrote um, and appeared on To Pimp a Butterfly. I love how you're reeling off the receipts. Well, it's just like... Reel off the receipts. Reel off the receipts. As an Egypt. artist, like, we spoke about him and he's someone who's very behind the scenes. Um, he's someone who operates in kind of the unknown and he'll appear on a feature somewhere. Like when he came out of nowhere on Girls Love Beyonce with Drake. Um, or like... Oh, and on a side note, his work with Brandy. A lot of it's unreleased, but real R&B fans know, real Brandy fans know. Him and Brandy have a good like yep. thirteen songs on yep. YouTube together. You won't get a bad project from James Fortler, right? He was in a group called Fucking Cocaine Eighties before as well, um, and he was just releasing tune after tune after tune on my iPod Classic. I have like the Cocaine Eighties EP because I can't find it anywhere else. But it's honestly crack when you listen to it because it's just his voice. I don't even know how to describe it. His voice is just so beautiful. And as an artist, you can tell that he really cares about the craft. Um, but he seems to be someone who prefers to be behind the scenes. He doesn't actually seem to like to have um, works of art out because he's been out for years and he, he released EPs, but full projects kind of aren't on Spotify or any, anything like that. Um, but I saw he was recently featured on um, DJ Khaled's album. I didn't realize that. But he was on Sorry Not Sorry with Nas and Jay-Z. So... Um, that's interesting. I know that's getting a lot of spotlight right now. Um, so I want to see where his career kind of goes. I don't really see him in the spotlight. I don't think he wants that, if I'm being honest. He seems to be someone who just wants to help direct the sound for specific errors. Um, they, like write songs for very important albums for very important artists in the moment. Um, but as an artist, he's someone you should check him out. So James Fauntleroy, you've probably heard of him, but if you haven't, you're in luck. You'll mostly find most of his work on um, SoundCloud and um, non-streaming platforms, but he is amazing. Moaning, check it out. Girls Love Beyonce. Born Sinner, you probably know these songs already, but amazing, amazing artist. And check him out when you can. Um, and he is definitely a respecting legend. Yep, 100%. 100%. And he doesn't get his flowers, but I think he doesn't want them, weirdly enough. Um, he's quite humble with it. So we'll see what happens. Um, next, we're going to move on to a disappointment this week. So Coldplay released a new single and it's called Higher Power. And it's very Topshop-esque. That's so rude. It's the best way. It's like I can hear I can hear the hangers hitting the so metal rude. bar when it's playing as people kind of browse through. Well, it's just like I'm very... It's not good. <laughs> That's all. Like, I'm very disappointed. Like, you guys know I'm a Coldplay stan. Like, if I, one of my things is I really want to go to a Coldplay concert one day um, because I, I feel like they're going to retire soon because they've released so many albums. They've achieved pretty much everything that a band can achieve. And um, the gaps between the albums are getting kind of wider and wider. Um, so Head, uh, A Head Full of Dreams came out in 2015 and then that Everyday Life came out in 2019. And then we're getting Higher Power, which came out in 2021. But before that, you, you kind of got like a three... Yeah, you got a three-year gap, gap between Coldplay albums. Um, but I think they're going to actually retire soon. And I want to go to a concert because hearing Viva La Vida in... In, in a group of people, I can imagine the balloons and the excitement and everything, but please don't play Higher Power. Please don't play that song because it really is just like this pop, this radio-friendly pop song 
which is they're a pop band like this is the kind of music that they make but i love when they're in their kind of emotional bag like when magic is played or um like parachutes the album like all of the songs on there that are amazing like yellow um coldplay know what they're doing in terms of when they're making that particular sound but higher power for me is very bubblegum kind of pop um but i can tell it has a higher message which is what i relate to um on what i enjoy so um it talks about a higher power which um chris martin is quite um christian he has a he has a very strong um christian belief system so i imagine for him this song is quite important so i respect it on that front but musically it's not really for me um but check it out and let us know what you think we want to hear your opinion you know the hashtag d-a-t-s-p-o-d i don't know if i shouted out about this next project but when it came out i was playing it non-stop so this is jazz karis and the ep is called all eyes on you i pretty much play, play two songs on this album so one is called let me down and the other one is called issues let me down has a very um uh, uh what's the word i'm looking for like reggae um lovers rock type of feel to it and i think shoppe would enjoy this i don't know if he's actually listened to it because it came out in 2020 but i um, know but i do like her i do like jazz yes yeah. like let me down is a banger and i would definitely recommend it to people who kind of want to listen to something that vibes but at the same time has a message as well what's it called so um all eyes on you is the project and it's by jazz karis but the song i'm talking about is let me down okay and then um Last and foremost, there's a song on Common's album that came out in 2019 called Let Love. And the first song on that is called Good Morning Love. And Common is really in his consciousness, third eye opening, ank, cross-legged structure. But that's been his his entire career though. (laughs) No, no, no. But this song, talking about affirmations and how the journey and all of these different types of things. I was listening to it and I was like, yeah, I love this. Like I... Common is just amazing because um, really random, but I was watching a sketch with Dave Chappelle on, um, I think it was Jimmy Fallon and he, Jimmy Fallon was, no, Dave Chappelle was talking about um, all of these different artists that he'd come in contact with, like the first time he met Kanye West and the first time he met Jay-Z and all these different types of things. And there was one line in a, a Jay-Z song that said something like, um, I wanted to continue making money. I wanted to continue making music like Common but I made music like this and started making more money or something like that. And I actually respect Common for that because I feel like Common could have gone down a very kind of like cheap route with his music, but he's really stuck to his guns and his message throughout the years, that Def Jam poetry kind of um, hotep oh sound. Don't that reduce him for. to that, please. It's not a re- it's not a reduction. It is. You said Death Jam poetry hotep esque. I mean, I know what you mean, but don't re- reduce him to, to such categorizations, please. But that's but in terms of the music he makes, it's not a reduction. He is very black empowerment, spirituality, connection to the divine, and all of these different types of things, which is Death Jam, hotep esque. Death Jam, I'm which is Def a good Jam. thing. Okay. <laughs> no, no, not the label. No. Oh no. Um, but yeah, listen to that. And a beautiful revolution is a great album as well. Um, what do you say is a song that I've played thousands of times? Um, it features an artist called one second, let me get her name because she's an amazing singer. Uh PJ. Oh, they've worked together so, quite a lot. Um, check out PJ if you can. Yeah, she's a great artist as well. 
Um, but those are my listens for the week. So like I said, it was James Fauntleroy. So listen to anything by James Fauntleroy. But like I said, Moaning is now on Spotify. So check that out. Next was Higher Power by Coldplay. You make your own decision about that. But for me, it was a miss. Um, but I appreciate the message. And then um, Coldplay. No, sorry. Then it was um, Common. So listen to the whole album if you want to. So Let Love or just listen to the first song, like I said, if you want to kind of have affirmations of some sort and then listen to A Beautiful Revolution. And the song was called What Do You Say? Um, that's it for me this week. Haven't really delved into a lot more. Um, I did listen to Lucky Day and Kenyon Dixon's new project. So Lucky Day released Table for Two, which was an EP featuring a female vocalist on each one. So they got Queen Niger, Mahalia, Ari Lennox, Yeba, Joyce Rice. And then um, Expectations was a project released by Kenyon Dixon, who you may not know of, but he's a great writer. Features a lot with Alex Isley. I believe they were in a relationship. I don't know if they're still together. Um, but if you want to listen to a song by Kenyon Dixon, listen to Loving You. That song, that song is one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard in my life. Shout out Khalil, shout out my brother for introducing me to that. Um, that's it from me. So we'll move straight into the news topics unless Shopee's got any more things to say. Um, I was going to say on a random note, I've also, well not random, I've been listening to a lot of SWV and Escape because tonight is the versus battle. So I've been in my uncle ba- uncle bag in preparation for that. But I'm sure you'll get a lot of SWV um, standing for me on the next episode. Well, and Escape too. Who's going to win that? SWV, obviously. <laughs> I said it before. Like it's, it's no shade to Escape because I love Escape. I love love Escape. Love them. But I'm sorry, this is SWV's battle. Yeah. SWV are coming yeah. to collect their things. Where is it hosted? Is it still on Instagram? Yeah, Instagram and Triller now. Oh, okay. I thought so. so I yeah. was wondering when they were going to do that, but okay. So, so that would be okay, my cool. motive after my, na- my nap. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be in my room. Right. I'm going to put on some colourful clothing. Even this attire. You, What did you wear to the... Um, which one was it, Erica? I Badu wore Ankara and... and <laughs> I wore my yeah. Nigerian Obi hat, and Boy. I wore my pearl necklace from Ghana, and yes, I um I burned a lot of incense that I bought from New Orleans. That whenever you say Ghana, it reminds me of the story when we went to that club, and the, and the bouncer just refused to believe you were Nigerian. <laughs> I mean, it's been a common, it's been a common. It happened with me and Nick went to McDonald's once as well, actually. Well, they said you were Ghana. Yeah, no, yeah. I literally we walked past someone, and he was like my my Ghanaian brother. And I'm like, I'm Nigerian. He's like, no, you're not. I'm like, I mean. But I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're telling me where yeah. I'm from? I was like, okay. But yeah, I don't know why I get that a lot. So. But. Oh, well. Anywho, All right. News. So what we'll do, we'll jump straight into the news section. We've got no Nick this week, so it will be me doing the news. So first and foremost, we're going to start off with two drill artists who have each individually lend their skills to the genre, have become kind of household names in it, or kind of, yeah, household names, I would say. So, Tion Wayne and Russ Million scores UK's first draw number one with Body Remix. So, Tion Wayne is someone who has been in the scene for a long time. He used to make quite a lot of UK rap music and has recently trans- transitioned as the kind of drill um, genre has picked up in recent years. Russ Millions, you know him from the song Gun Lean, was made quite famous by that song. Um, quite a few memes were made from that, but there was a dance that kind of picked up quite quickly. 
And um, he released a few songs after that, but kind of received criticism because people were saying it just sounded like a remix of Gun Lean. So it's good to see that these two artists who've kind of been working in drill for quite a while now are starting to actually move the genre into higher heights. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on the shop, eh? Do you have any thoughts? But did you did you actually say the news though? In terms of what? I said they're number one. Oh right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're number um, one in the UK. I don't know if I said did I say that? I think I said that. Oh yeah, because I was gonna wait, did he actually say the, the main point? Anyway, but yes, yeah, I did. said they uh, this song is the first drill song to go to number one. But anyway, um I mean I'm happy for them. I'm happy for them. I mean, I don't, I'm not really a, particularly a big fan of the song. If if I feel like it sounds exactly like the other song they have together. <laughs> and, yeah. and the video is exactly the same too. But yeah. I appreciate what this means for the scene and what it means for the continued um, do- domination of this genre. And it kind of just is like, it's just concretizing that this is, a genre that is here to stay and that is starting to really um, permeate in the mainstream waters. Because, like, there was so much conversations about drill in the last few years, you know, for negative reasons. And, you know, Hedy had the first drill album to go number one last year, and now we have the first drill song to go to number one. So mm. it is really just great to see what's going on, um, whether you like the music or not. But it's just great to see that a genre, that we sometimes have a genre here that can really really make waves here you know mm. and, and it's not going to be a fickle success i feel i feel like drill is definitely still it's got some ways to go in terms of where it can go it may end up being somewhere like grime one day the way we look at grime now how how mm. how um what's what i'm looking for how I don't know okay no 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 it's more like ugh, i hate this <laughs> how Revered. How present it is in today's scene. That's not the one I'm looking for, but we'll go with that. That may be drawn mm. one day. And, you know, ultimately, I'm just happy for these two guys, you know, who guys have come from disenfranchised backgrounds and, look, you know, they're making great names for themselves, you know, doing well for mm. themselves, supporting their families and everything like that. So, am I a big fan of the song? Not too much, but I appreciate what it does. And also to shout out to them because they obviously have um, a great relationship because this isn't their first song together. They've worked together a number of times in the past. So, it's mm. great. It's really good, and it's just great to see a genre that has been so dis- uh, criticized and just so um, disregarded by many, mm. many, many people get you know, like you know the optimum level of success you can have for a song in this country. You know, so mm. yeah, just shout out to them, really. Just shout out to them. And Nick tweeted actually a few days ago that he needs more people to really document what's going on. And while he's not here, I'm gonna tell him that could be you, sir. <laughs> I replied to me ignore, but while you're here, you can you can start that documentary, sir. You can start that. Mm. You can st- Go on, start that oral history if you want to. I mean, there are others that should be doing it, of course. But Nick, Nick has also been, whether he wants to admit, he has been quite instrumental in covering it in these last two and two and a half years. And mm. you know, even with my own eyes, you know, with Hedy and everything like that. So yeah, man, shout out to Tion Wayne and Russ. Don't really care for the song, but you know, I wish you guys the best. Cool. Um, and just to add to that, so in terms of stats, it Body sold 71,000 co- 71, copies sorry, and scored 10.7 million streams this week um, and then powered by the remix featuring Bugsy Malone, Five Year Foreign, um, Darko, Bunny, RD, who is kind of popping up right now and people are calling him a new H. I think that's just because he's white. Yep, that's and exactly, that's E1 and ZD. 
um so yeah it's doing quite well and it's a great achievement for the drill kind of industry and the kind of growth within there and like how sharp has spoken about before quite a few artists are seeing that success we've got heady who's seeing the success of um, being in the drill arena obviously we've spoken about tion wayne and all of the other artists that are doing amazing work within drill at the moment so i love to hear the kind of discussion central c yeah 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 oh yeah central c yeah central c has been killing it lately um, unknown to you of course like there's just so many millions yeah Yeah. rv and this seems to be a genre this seems to be a genre that abroad um people seem to like as well because i do see a lot of american artists try to feature on there i mean we can't talk about draw about talking about pop smoke as well yeah and his roots um, in chicago artists you know yeah so yep and even that as nick has said many times there's still hasn't been that transatlantic drill collaboration, which I'm sure will happen eventually. But but I do yep. think that the that things are being put in place for that just by seeing the way it's starting to really do well here now in the UK. The US yeah. is still yet to have that kind of commercial breakthrough with drill. Um, yeah. Also, he was about to be that person, but they haven't really had anyone since. But I think when it starts to really translate over there, I think we're definitely going to see it, which is something we've not really seen before. If I'm being honest, like you don't yeah. really, you know, like, we've not really had like any you know, transatlantic hip hop collaborations. Well, we have, but they've not mm. really, you know, they've kind of, you know, we'll get into that. <laughs> and um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, so I think it's exciting. Whether you're not a fan or not, I just think it's just great. It's just great to see. There's something good to see, and it's great mm. to see another black genre flourish in such a a wondrous way. Yeah. It's true. And shout out to Drill Minister because we had that conversation about Drill a few seasons ago. I think that was in seasons two. So it's been a while, actually. Um, but go check out that that conversation. I remember the episode number. It was eight. I don't know if it was season two or season three. But um, check it out if you have the opportunity. We talk about Drill. We talk about um, Funky. We talk about Grime and kind of how the UK music scene has periods where different sounds seem to appear and reappear and disappear and come back and everything. So check it out. It was a great conversation and shout out to Joel Minister again. And thank you for coming on the show. Um, next topic we'll move on to is, uh, this is a very shoppe type of um, topic just to say. Um, so what happened is two seconds. So Quincy Jones, Usher, Beyonce, Miss Yelia among inaugural inductees of um, black music and entertainment walk of fame so shoppe do you want to kind of give some more information around I'm that because this be is your bag pretty much so, I, I am leading okay, but this is so, you <laughs> I guess, uh, so there's this new I, I don't really know if I, if I can call it an award show but it's I guess we can call it an award is it an award show not really but I don't really know what to call this, really. But anyway, so basically, it's an event initiative which really um, prioritizes celebrating trailblazing artists, entertainers, and luminaries from black culture. So, you know, we've heard of the Hollywood Walk of Fame, but this is the Black Music Entertainment Walk of Fame. And the inaugural inductees are James Brown, Otis Redding, um, and Quincy Jones. And then the other ones who have now been inducted are Michael Jackson. Puffy Combs, Walt Diddy, Shirley Caesar, Kirk Franklin, Missy Elliott, Outkast, Beyonce, and Usher. And the event will take place later this, I think in June in Atlanta. And um, I just think it's a great thing for multiple reasons. One, because for much as we complain about, you know, black eyes being shunned at these awards, especially at shows like this, when it comes to like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Hollywood Walk of Fame, like stuff like that, it was really 
which aren't really your traditional award shows. I think it's great to see that we're having things that are for us. You know what I mean? And and on, the, on that note, I just think it's really great to see Usher and Beyonce really get their first flowers, really, because you know I know they're the younger of these class of artists, but they've both been around like twenty five years at this point, coming up to it. Well, Usher twenty seven, Beyonce twenty four. And so, like, even though I think because they're still our generation, but it's great to see that they're finally starting to get those, you know, those legendary icon awards because, you know, they really have been putting the work in and they are two of the most prominent black artists we've had and just artists, period, that we've had in the last 25 years. And I'm just happy to see that this exists now. And, like, now every year we can now have artists who may or may not have been shunned from other award shows get that kind of attention. You know what I mean? So that's all I have to say, really. So respecting legends, respecting black legends, we're the best. And uh, yeah, Eden Mackenzie Goddard, do you have any thoughts on this? No, I completely agree with everything you've said. They are artists and we always talk about how Usher, well, let's give Chopin his shine. Chopin talks specifically about the fact that people don't respect Usher as an artist. And sure we need don't. to put more respect on his name because people are saying... Saying, saying you should do a verse of pleasure, P. Because people yeah, are saying that a versus battle should have been Chris Brown and Usher and Chopin wasn't happy about that. Um, so I... Th- or Marcus Houston. Or <laughs> Houston. Yeah. Against Usher. But um, I think this is amazing. Like looking at the list of people on there, they're all deserving. Missy Elliott has been someone who's been a mentor in the scene for a while. And I was talking about how... Um, she should become a mentor for someone like Sweetie, um, specifically around performance anxiety and um, kind of how to be... And rapping. Pardon me? And rapping itself. And, and rapping is itself. I didn't want to go there, but yes. No, we can do it. Because, you know, you guys were... I feel... You know, let's get on it. You and Nick were very complimentary. And I understand what you were talking about with her anxieties, but... Which I understand, but... The point of the matter is... Sweet can have a, has a bop or two, but she's not talented. Do I appreciate when she wants to work hard and be better? Yes, but I'm sorry. At the core, she's not a talented person. I'm sorry. I, I think I think I'm there's sorry. an intersect where skill and talent kind of meet. Like is she's but it's something you can practice and reach. Like yes, no, no, and I appreciate that she wants to actually work on it because there are others who have more talent than her that don't do it. So I appreciate that she wants to be better and improve and actually do her own self-imposed artist development. But I just wanted to just make it clear that she's not at the root a talented MC. I can respect that. I can respect that. And but she has bags of energy. Um, bag, she has bags You're really of giving nice gowns she, energy right now, Shopee. She has bags of energy. She has charisma. She has sex appeal. And I like. And I actually like her. Like, I like her personally. Like, I like yeah. her. I do like her. And even her songs. Like, okay, that song Doja Cat is the worst thing I've heard in my life. Um, Best Friend is awful song. <laughs> awful song. Yeah. But Sweetie does have a few bops here and there. Like, you know, um, Back to the Streets is, is a nice song with Jenny Aiko. Mm. Um, Tap In was great. Icy Girl. She has some songs. And, and I respect what she brings to the scene. Yeah. But I just, I just thought that like you and Nick were like, trying to talk about it as if she has to be like Queen of Tea for um or like no 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 that okay if that's how it came across that's not what we meant but we appreciate but i understand and i appreciate she has her anxieties and of course you don't want that and i'm glad and i hope she is really you know putting her mental health first as she you know weathers these criticisms because i do see it she does get obviously a lot of Mm. flack for you know these underwhelming performances Mm. and some of her music and i'm glad she wants to work on it but i just want to just make it clear that 
she's not going to be Foxy mm. Brown. She's not going to be Nicki yeah. Minaj. In terms of, in terms of skill and mm. talent. Not saying her career may not be that. You never know. She may end up being a massive superstar in five years' time. Who knows? But I'm just saying in terms of actual talent, mm. no. Because yes, you can improve. Yes, there's skill. But the point is, you will always see no matter who you are, the potential. Mm. And we have seen Sweetie years ago rapping for J. Cole and her earlier stuff. Mm. It ain't it. And that's fine. That is fine. There are loads of trash male rappers out here. We we should be able to extend that to some, some women in rap. And there are loads of trash um, Caucasian artists of all genres in here. We should be able to afford, we should be able to be like I said, you know, it's not everyday black excellence, sometimes black mediocrity. And that's mm. okay. Mm. So that's all yeah. I have to say. No, I completely agree. I completely un- well, no, I don't agree, but I understand what you're saying in terms of the fact that <laughs> I, I kind of hope that there's some kind of progression within her um her music because for me, I don't pay attention to it whatsoever, but I hear what she's saying in terms of wanting to get better and kind of move into a new sphere where she can be more confident and less kind of anxious about her performance. But um, I appreciate the transparency and vulnerability. But like I said, she needs a mentor, someone who's actually been in the industry. Um, But part of that mentorship needs to come with someone who understands what it's like to be in an industry where they are not looked at for their talent. And I I don't know who that would be in terms of, because women have to work 10 times harder in the music industry they have to be so much more Jennifer better Lopez. um so i don't know who is kind of mediocre at the moment Jennifer Lopez. do you honestly think so Jennifer Lopez can't sing. great performer yeah i get what you i meant in terms of great yeah, entertainer yeah. Jennifer Lopez whether you nignogs out there agree with me or not she's one of the best female performers of the last 20 years but singing no 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 yeah. no but that girl can dance perform and entertain mm-hmm. For sure, she she can give you a show. Actually, not, actually, no, you're right. So she's not a good example because it's not the same as you know. What? Let me just stop being shady. Let me stop. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So we'll move on. I'm back, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on to the next topic. So this is one that I think Shop has a th- few things he wants to say on. So Tory Lanes and Chris Brown have announced a joint album together. So Shoppe, do you want to give your thoughts on that? No, Ethan, you can go first. I actually don't have any thoughts. I don't listen to either of these guys that much. Either of them. <laughs> like, I used to listen to Chris Brown quite a lot, but I kind of... He's, he started to make quite repetitive songs, so I stopped listening to him. Um, but I just don't... Uh, it's not for me, personally. Not the t- kind of space I'm in at the moment. So, yeah. What are your thoughts, Shopee? So I'm not going to get into the obvious oh my god, these two domestic abusers are working together, like, yes, we know that, and it's it's ridiculous, mm. and I can't believe neither of them have read the room. Like, especially Tori, I just, I just, just the audacity for him to just still be out here, <laughs> like, retweeting and doing these things, it's like, do you not know what the people are saying about you? That's, that's one thing. And then also Chris is just like, now he's been an idiot for a long time, so it's no surprise, he's not the smartest tool in the mm. box, but even him, it's just like, why did you think this was a good idea? Mm. Why do you think like, yeah, this is a good idea. This makes sense. Let me do someone, let me do an album with someone who's currently getting a lot of bad press at the moment. Let me do that. But he's not smart. But then my thing is, I just want to get into Chris Brown as the artist now. Well, first and foremost, I told you, I did not want to hear from you until 2023. Mm. And you're determined to not do that. You're still here. You're still here 
saying you're gonna make this your your, your next sixty track album is coming later this Boy. year. You've done an album with Young Thug now. You've done an album now. Doing one with him. It's like no more joint albums. No more, especially with people who aren't that great. And then I just can't believe that Chris Brown is like what thirty two, and I'm like, this is still where we're at. We're still in this AO AO lane. Still in this fan ever fan lane. (laughs) AO lane. On. And it just really bothers me because this nigga was way up and down that I'm the male Beyonce and I want to go to my generation. And it's just like, but look what you're giving us. Mm. Look what you're actually producing. Look at the output. Mm. And like at your age, mm. you're you're trying to like you're 32, like you you've been here like 16, 17 years now. You're a veteran at this mm. point. Somebody even say legend, and that's not even exact, that's not necessarily necessarily wrong to say because you do have a lot of hits you've done he's done a lot of his career he's had a great career but he to me is just the epitome of wasted potential in so many ways and it's just like i look at you're 32 like there's so many legends who are 32 who are making some of their most career-defining projects and you're now doing our trillions this is where you're at it just seems like there's just there's just no no growth, no evolution, no artistic vision, no imagination. Mm. No, no, like that's it. No imagination. You're just making the same shit you've made with the last five, six mm. albums with Tory Lanez mm. now, or with Young Thug now. It's just like so above. So yes, Tory Lanez, Chris Brown. Oh my God, yes. As someone said, misogyny's child. That's what someone mm. called them, which I thought was hilarious. Um, Yes, yeah, I'm not going to listen to the album, of course, and I don't know why Tory Lanez is still out here being so bold and so brazen about being out here. Like, he should really be in a hole right now, just staying low until this court case is done, but that's not my mm-hmm. business. Um, but no, Chris Brown, I just, like, I'm just so bored of you. I'm just so bored. So bored, and the news of you is just so uneventful at this point. It's just so uneventful. Mm-hmm. You say you're the male Beyonce. At 32 years old, we got self-titled. That's what you got. That's what we got from her at 32 years old. You're 32. You're now going to do an album with, with Tory Lanez. <sighs> That's where we're at. You that wants to be a young legend. Look at your age mates, Bruno Mars and The Weeknd. Who actually, who are young. Well, I think they're about, they may be older than him, but in terms of career, they, they came out mm. after him. Even The Weeknd, I, I, I think he's crap now. But... I have to just give it to him and applaud him for the direction he's gone in. In terms of like his career, he's building a mm. career. He's building a legacy. He's building, mm. you know what I mean? Bruno too. Bruno, in many ways, is doing a lot of what Chris Brown should be doing. Not necessarily in terms of the music, but just in terms of the stature that Bruno Mars mm. has today. That's where Chris Brown mm. should be. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just look at them. And, and now, Bruno, see, imagination. He's about to give us an album with Anderson Pack. You know, that's what we need from... You, yeah. from you but and I've spent many years moaning about it but as more time passes I just don't I just think Chris Brown will be 42 years old he's still gonna be mm. making music like this he'll be 50 still making music like this and it's just such a disservice to what he yeah. could have been and his mm. talent because above all he is a yeah. talented man above all but please stop calling yourself Michael Jackson and Prince and, and Steve Wonder because them you are not them, you are not. You making a hundred songs in a mixtape does not mean you're innovative. It just means you have no quality control. Yeah. That's what it means, sir. Yeah. I feel like it's No, I've got nothing to say. I think in terms of um their individual um 
music, this is kind of their journey. And Chris Brown is someone who, um, in terms of his music career, has had ups and downs. Um, and I kind of stopped listening to him around kind of the fame era. Um, and he kind of just dropped off. Oh, I see. X was a good album. I did listen to it. One. I did oh, listen to album. X, but I didn't. When I say listen to him, I meant he wasn't in my rotation. Like he was just someone that mm. if he released a project, it would be something I'd be like, oh, OK, memories. I used to love Chris Brown. I used to be a big Chris Brown fan, like um, Me fan too. of a fan. Um, uh, what was the album called? Uh, the EP uh, with Glitter and um, oh, what's it called? Glow in the Dark and all of those. So I can't remember. What the, oh, In My Zone and In My Zone 2. Oh, yeah. Those projects. Um, I used to love them. Perfume. Yeah, Perfume was a banger. Um, Medusa. Shout out to Seven Street. All of those songs were bangers, but like he's fallen off in recent years. Like you can actually trail when he started to fall off. Um, as soon as Heartbreak on him. Well, the thing is, not really. He, uh, well, because he's still doing well. That's the thing. Like, no, but he's I, still mean, doing I well. mean, in terms of like music, like in, in terms of actually like releasing songs and them charting and him having a, a kind of number 10 or number 50 every so often. Yeah, he's doing amazing in terms of Go Crazy and the remix on that. And. All of those songs, and but his, he, and his song with Drake from two years ago, No Guidance, that did well for him. Yeah, but other than that, I just think he's in it for kind of the the fame at the moment. He doesn't really want to build a legacy, um, and this decision to come with, on a song with Tory Lanez, um, I don't think it's a wise decision. But I'm not Chris Brown, I'm not Tory Lanez, and there might be more to that that I don't know about. So, um, I honestly just wish them some kind of work. Like, I just wish that they can go away and do some kind of work and reformulate what they need to actually do to either continue their path or figure out their best way to operate within society. Um, because I'm just looking at them as two individuals in their own individual situations. And it's sad to see, if I'm being honest. Like I know we laugh at it and all these different types of things, but I am genuinely sad that their careers have reached this point where they need to do joint projects together or kind of find new ways to stay relevant as a result of the past. So yeah, it's sad for me. But, to this, say. Is, but this is what I'm saying. It's like, I think what I criticize Chris Brown is like, you're still Chris Brown. Mm. You're still the person who has hella platinum songs, hella successful songs. So like, mm. I truly still believe if he was to go away, like I've advised him for the last three years, <laughs> yeah. Drake, you too. I don't want to hear from me this year. I know it's coming, but I don't hear from you either this year. But I know it's mm. coming. But you too, go away. Um, if Chris Brown was to really go away for like a good two, three years, um, reset, regroup, live life, and just really channel his inspiration, because he always talks about, oh, I love Johnny Hathaway. Oh, I love um, Otis Redding. Why am I not singing it in the music? Mm. Oh, because he once said, I want to make an album like I'll Never Say Never by Brandy. So where is it in the music? Yeah. Where is it? You're yeah. still actually you're still giving me Ao. <laughs> you need to let this Ao thing go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. There's, but there's am no I lying? Growth. There's no growth. There is no growth. You're still getting. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like he'll release a snippet of a song every so often, um, but other than that, he'll release garbage afterwards. Garbage. Like... And even his last album. And this is the thing. Like, so obviously I've not heard his album in four because who has time to listen to 75,000 songs? Mm. Of course not. But there are, even on that project, there were like a few really great songs in there. And I was like, yeah. see, more of this. Yeah. <laughs> more yeah. of that. But yeah, as I was saying, I feel like if you really just took the time to really regroup, reset, 
average and just give us something fresh and new and something that he's re- that's really thought out, like you know, with a real concept, either even sonically, not so even, but just like really something really good. Because mm. I look at some of other male artists who do not have his level of fame, who are making incredible music. I'm like, imagine if Chris Brown was to jump on a similar wave, mm. what that could do for his career, but also for R and B music. But yeah, but I do feel he has it in him, and you know, fame showed that. Bits of X showed that, especially X, especially because X was he was heading in the right direction. Mm. There was still some stupidity on the album, Body Shots, but there was a lot of great forward thinking and ambitious artistry and production on that album. Mm. You know, Lost in Your Love, um, Autumn Leaves. Yep. Uh, what else? Add to me. I'm um, adding me in. Sorry. Mm. Time for Love. You know, Drunk Text. Not some. Don't think they know. Fine China. Some really great songs, but. I just, I just, I just like, I just, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Like, this is going to be like your, what, 10th album? Mm -hmm. You're dropping soon? Your 10th album, I think? Yeah. And this is what we're still doing. This is what we're still doing. I completely understand what you're saying, but I just hope that something happens in terms of his career. Because like you said, he needs a break. He needs to go away for a few years and then come back and actually have something of substance. Because right now it just looks like he's trying to make money. Like there's a reason he released these albums that have 75 tracks. It's because in terms of streaming numbers, he gets more money from the listens. so. But he doesn't need money. He's rich. But rich isn't a, a kind of concrete term. It's it's a forever accumulating thing. So I understand that. But, but my point is, he's at a point in his career financially where he can do what he wants. And if you want to continue being a mainstream star, that's fine. I'm not saying you have to go all the way to the left. That's fine. But you can afford to experiment and or at least do, you know, you can kind of do what you want. Like I said, mm. If I compare him to Beyonce now, I love the direction she's gone in the last 10 years. Even if it's been at the expense of hit singles, it doesn't matter because her name is settled. It's it's She's there. Yeah. It's done. You can't deny her anymore. Yeah. She's She's been there, done that. So she's now doing what she wants, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Chris Brown should be doing the same thing. Mm. Usher too, but we're not going to get into him today. I have my own issues with Usher. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you mean. You're not. You are not Bobby Valentino. Whoa. You are not Pleasure P. Who? Chris Brown? Yeah, that's what I mean. No, oh, I mean like, okay, okay. I get what you mean. I read I, I, mean heard like, it, I answered it in a different way. Yeah, like, you are our point. You're not Jeremiah. You're not Amari. You're not Shade Amari. I love him, but you know what I mean. Um, you're not Jaquise. Do better. <laughs> you're not Eric Bellinger. Boy. Do better. I hear you. Okay? I hear you. I hear you. Do better. And as for this new album, Tory Lanez, I'm not listening to it. And Tory Lanez, I'm just... I'm just forever in shock and awe at your audacity mm. <laughs> and your goal. Like he's like, yeah, I've got, a, I've got here for, for the summer. Like summer, shouldn't you be preparing for your legal case? Mm. Shouldn't you be talking to your lawyer rather than and fuck your label, whoever you're signed to. Like the fact that your label is still behind you. But anywho, that is me on that. Cool. Um, so moving to the next I feel like Eden is very is enjoying my energy today I am enjoying your energy and you're making up for the fact I don't have any today <laughs> so thank you for that um, we'll move on to the next topic so the next topic is about a kind of that's Stan so we stand this guy as a trio um, which is yeah, awfully sometimes like odd um, but J. Cole so J. Cole is releasing a new album it's been announced and will be arriving soon he has released uh, one song from it so far called The Interlude. And 
Shopee and I have discussed this individually and have our own independent opinions about it, but um I thought we agreed. Yeah. We didn't like it. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. Um it doesn't slap and it needs some kind of excitement because like it was nothing. <laughs> like it was literally nothing. It was a few lines and an interesting flow, but other than that, it was nothing special. So um I'm intrigued. I want to see where Cole goes with this album because he's talking about retiring soon. But this is interesting for me, and I apologize because I should have asked Shopee if you wanted to go first. But um, no, go on. This is interesting for me because when a J Cole album drops, a Kendrick album drops, and um, I saw recently in the news on YouTube that um, Punch alluded to a new project being released in May. But apparently, it's an Isaiah Rashad single. He said he tweeted afterwards that people shouldn't get excited by announcements, thinking it's one particular artist. It actually could be any of the artists on the label. Um, but it isn't a coincidence that J. Cole is dropping a new album and Kendrick usually drops a new album almost imminently or even on the same day. Um, so I want to see if he does drop something because I'm very interested. What do you mean Kendrick drops an album on the same day? They drop projects around the same period. So um, let me see. When did J. Cole drop? Um... Really? Because Kendrick's last album came out in 2017. Huh. One sec. Because I remember seeing it in an article somewhere that they drop albums around the same time. Uh, Unmastered came out in... Untitled came out in March 2016. Uh, let me see. Oh, maybe the article was incorrect. But usually what I what I read said that they usually drop projects around the same time. So if they do drop something around the same time, that would be great. Um, and I would love to listen to a new Kendrick album. I've been waiting for one for a long time. Um, all three of us love Kendrick. We think he's amazing. And there were kind of conversations about Kendrick going down and kind of rock route with his next album. Um, that was ages ago that we spoke about that, actually. So I'll be intrigued to hear what he's saying. But in terms of J. Cole, I, I just want to see where he goes. I know he's had his on and off again battles with um, kind of the Gen Z generation rappers and their love of molly and all these different types of things so we got the album kod which talks about drugs and kind of influence of rap culture on the youth um and then he released revenge of the dreamers and all of these projects but i want to see where he goes next on this album um, my favorite j cole project has always and will always be 2014 forest hill drive that was is that album or project? album best okay. that's my favorite j cole literally likewise I agree. to the point where i'm annoyed that i I had the CD in my old car and I sold the car with the CD still in it. And I'm still annoyed to this day. Like I loved that album. My brother bought it for me for Christmas and it was amazing. Um, Born Sinner was a great um, album as well, but 2014 Forest Hill Drive is the Cole album for me. Um, what about you, Shopee? What are your thoughts on the new announcement, the interlude as a song and any J. Cole albums? So um, likewise, my favorite J. Cole album is 2014 Forest Hills Drive, but I think my favorite project, it has to be obviously Friday Night Lights. Um, yeah, so this album that's coming next week, I can't lie and say, I mean, I, I definitely did like jump a little bit, like, oh my God, J. Cole. But then I went, I had to remember his last album and it was quite sad to say that I couldn't really remember it. And I remember I did like it, we even discussed it before we started recording, like, I did like KOD. And there definitely were some songs in that I loved, like um, Brackets, ATM, um, what's another song that I loved on there? Photograph, uh, uh, Windowpane. There's some really great songs in there, but I just found myself not really like mm. remembering 
and that's quite bad. And I can't really say I've really revisited mm. this album since. And even Revenge of the Dreamers was great, but it wasn't perfect. There was some dead weight on that album too. There were some songs mm. there which we didn't need. Mm. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I just don't know. I just don't know where I am with J. Cole. Cause like, I'm forever mm. going to be a fan. Forever we want to play rappers. But I just... Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like this album... I don't, I don't even know what I want from him, but I just feel like I'm going to need some oomph from this album. I don't necessarily mean, mean it to be up-tempo, but I just need, I just need yeah. something. You know what I mean? I really just need some... Mm. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think um, Cole has experimented quite a lot with his releases. I mean, For Your Eyes Only was definitely a very um, narrative type of album which focused around social justice a lot. Um, and then he kind of released um, uh, 2014 Forest Hill Drive, which was about adolescence and childhood. Um, so it's quite, I'm quite intrigued to see where he goes because he's spoken about drug culture. He's spoken about, um, social justice. Um, he obviously had that back and forth with no name at one point. Um, so I'm, I'm quite intrigued to see what his overall message will be on this album, what he wants to talk about. I know in some interviews he spoke about meditation. Um, there was a specific, um, interview that I can't remember off the top of my head who it was with, um, yeah, I can't remember, but um, he was talking about meditation and the benefits of meditation and stuff. So I don't know if we're going to get an introspective type of album um, on his way out because there are conversations about this being his last album. Um, no, there'll be another one because this um, is the off season. They're still the oh, this okay, okay, that's okay, that's good. So the next one potentially might be his next last yeah. album. Which I don't believe. But. Well, I'm intrigued because he's been in the game for years now. Like his first, when was when did um, the come up came out in 20, 2009. So, yeah, he's been in the game for years. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. did I'm looking at it on Spotify right now. So it came out in two thousand nine. Um, so he is kind of he's in the game for a long time, and he's a he's top three in terms of our generation. It's usually J Cole, Drake, and Kendrick. So. We kind of want to see where he goes, um, what he's going to say, and the standout tracks on it. Um, will this be another 2014 Forest Hill Drive? Will it be a, a commentary on him as an individual or social commentary? Will it be um, commentary on kind of society as a whole and drug culture and stuff like that? I'm very intrigued to see what he says. Me too. Yeah. Me too. And I didn't deeper. It's been three years. So it's been yeah. a while since the last albums came out, you know. A lot has happened in the world, but I'm sure a lot has happened in his life yeah. since then. So it will be interesting. And I think this is actually the the longest break he's had yeah. between albums. 100%. Yeah. It's the longest break he's had. Well, you got to include um, Revenge so... of the Dreamers. I don't know if we include that as an album of his, but... Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, in terms yeah, of his yeah. own albums. In terms of his own albums, it's the longest yeah. break he's had. And, and from what it seems, Revenge of the Dreamers was just like a random burst yeah. of creativity. It wasn't, I don't think he was really trying to make an album, but just like he was just vibing with Dreamville and these yeah. other great artists. So I don't know. So I am, like I said, I definitely will be obviously, I definitely will be excited to listen to it when it comes mm. out on Friday. And I'm sure all three of us, if Nick is joining us that, that week, that we definitely will be yeah. having a discussion about the album. Because um, like I said, as Eden said, J. Cole is definitely one of the few artists that we unequivocally yeah. agree on. Like He is our guy. guy. Um. So um. Yeah, but uh, talking around off. So, what are your thoughts on? Because I've seen some slander 
on his first album and for Eyes Only. So I just wanted to ask you what were your thoughts on those two albums so before. So Cold World, the sideline story wasn't for me personally, but I will always love Lights, the Lights Please um, version he has on that. And I also love um, Lost Ones. I love that song. I think it's it's poetry, literally, in terms of the back and forth. Why does no one ever discuss the Sideline Story song? The actual song, I'm, Sideline Story. It's because that it's on the album. Song. And I genuinely just feel like the album was an amalgamation <laughs> of just random sounds. Like, I just... It it wasn't... I like the song with Missy Elliott, um, Nobody's Perfect. Um, was that on that album? Yeah. It um, was on the album. But other than that, it just wasn't anything... Yeah, it was like, quite it was nothing special. And what's funny, because at the time, I definitely did like it, at the time, but I do think, as years have passed, I cannot say, aside from Can't Get Enough, Sideline Story, and I'm sorry, I'm going to say this. <sighs> okay. I know I'm probably going to get dragged for this. I've never been a fan of Lights, Please. I can understand General. why. I can understand why. It's just, it's just always been a bit... Yeah. Because the people love that song, and... Even J. Cole, like, when I, when I saw him live a few years ago, the way the arena, like, was shouting, I was like, yeah. okay, I'm going to sit down for this one. Okay, I prefer Lost Ones. Song. That's kind of my kind of J. Um, Cole stable. Yeah. Yeah, Lost Ones is a great song. I love that song. But Sideline Story, yeah. to me, is one of my favorite songs. I love that song still to this day. But I think you're right. I think people forget that song because yeah. it's just on the album. Yeah. The album. I think if it was on another album. Because that actually was, like, maybe, maybe check it out mm-hmm. after listening. But that was yeah. a great song. It was. Okay, I've really tried to want to like this album and I understand why people do and the message behind it and everything, but it's not what I go to Cole for, if I'm being honest. Like I go for Cole. I don't, I don't go to him for this. Like it's, it's, I like neighbors. (laughs) I like neighbors. I'll say that. But other than that, I'm not really into this album. If, if I listen to it now, maybe. But when it came out in 2016, I wasn't really feeling it. Um, Do you know what I think the album will be? I think that's going to be an album that will get retrospective acclaim. Yeah. I think that will be an album where it may be one of his least received now. Yeah. But I do think in like 10, 15 years, people will look back and be like, actually, no, this was a good album. Because... I actually do like this album. Yeah. Is it my favorite of his? No. Yeah. But I like the album. I look at um, Vill Mentality. I love that song. I look at Neighbors. And I'm probably one of the few people in this world that love Folding Clothes. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. I'm one of the few people in this world that love that song. Um, did you change is a great song did you skip born sinner on purpose no i'm just saying that because i just noticed that when the news came out this new album people were dragging for your eyes only a sideline story oh yeah because they yeah because they didn't slap yeah. <laughs> that's why so no. <laughs> that's literally the reason why and i think that's kind of been an issue for cole in general like, i do think that his albums have been very not necessarily hit and miss because they're not bad but yeah i, I mean i guess yeah you could argue they've been it was even Born Sinner, like, I like the album, but I know people who don't really care for it. Yeah. Yeah. The only album that everyone seems to agree on unanimously is Forest Hills Drive. Do you know? That's like, no, but... everyone's like, no matter what, that album was amazing. No, because no it honestly was. It just honestly. And it is, it's his best album. It's, it's his best it's work. It's so good. It's so, so good. Like, I can and listen I remember... to it now and think it's still good. It's, it's so no, good. No, yeah. And, and I will never forget listening to it for the first time. Yep. I'll never forget where I was or what I was doing when I listened to it. And I remember that just being the soundtrack to 2015 to me. It came out obviously late 2014. Yep. I remember that like, the whole of that next year, I was 
I remember just playing Journey 28. Yep. Adolescence. A Tale of Two Cities. Yep. Uh, no role models. Yep. Love yours. Note oh. to self. I love Note to self. Oh my days. You know? Love yours was my song, my depression song for years. I yeah. I saw him at a wireless festival and he performed the whole album and I was just I was in my yeah, zone. And that's that's another thing. Like even so I saw him I went I saw him for the Four Eyes Only tour. That's when I saw him. Um I remember it was like the day before I went to Ghana actually, funnily enough. And I remember I enjoyed the show, it was great. But I was I remember being so upset that I didn't see him when he toured Bristol's Drive. Yeah. And I think Nick went to that show. Amazing. He did a tour he went on tour of Janae Aiko. Yep. And I was in uni in my second year and I didn't go because I was had exams yeah. to go education. Um and I remember thinking that that's the, the, the show I should have gone to. Yep. J. Cole, that's the show I should have gone J. Cole to. is something else. And honestly, you know who he is, but let us know what you think about this album. Like, if you think it's something to look forward to, what you think it's going to be about, because we don't know what to expect with this one. Maybe you can kind of inform us what he's been talking about in interviews or something along those lines. Um, but as we said, J. Cole is releasing a new album. This is great news. Um, so celebrate with us at D-A-T-S-P-O-D. Um, Shope, did you have any other points on this album? Um, no, I'm just I'm looking forward to seeing um, to seeing the reception. Who's on the album? Who's producing the album? And um, yeah, I'm just gonna think I'm just gonna end on by saying it's been three years since KOD, so I think that's quite telling. Yeah, and it's nice to see that there are some artists that are still leaving gaps between their projects to actually work on the art rather than just churning things out. Drake, Chris Brown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, cool. So we'll end. Because Drake is dropping an album this year for some reason. Is he? Yeah. Wait, Lover Boy has, hasn't come out. Still, I just realized it's coming out this year though. And it's been on promotion for for like ages though. Like I want, I want him. I told you, he's another one. I would like him to return in twenty twenty four. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We will see. All right, we'll end it on that note, guys. Um, so today's episode has been Shope and I, but like we said, please. Feel free to let us know how you were doing, how you enjoyed the episode and kind of talk along with us. So D-A-T-S-P-O-D, um, don't let the stands. And like I said, it's season six, episode nine. Also, just to remind you again, as I said in the beginning of the episode, we are sending some love to India right now with the COVID situation going over there with their new variant. Um, so like we said, we're going to put a link in the bio with all of the charities you can donate to or support or in any way you can send support and love to that country. That would be amazing. Um, because they are going for a lot right now and need ventilators of some kind or um, support. So sending love to India, sending love to anyone who is from India at the moment with family out there as well. Um, please let us know how we can help in any way whatsoever. And that was the episode for today, guys. So D-A-T-S-P-O-D everywhere. And thank you guys for listening. Peace.